tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Right now, uh, we are talking um, vaccinations and undocumented migrants in South Africa. See, the human rights groups and activists are calling on the country's acting minister of health, Mamlok Okubai, to follow international guidelines by making sure that the COVID-19 vaccination program is inclusive. The biggest concern is the possible exclusion of undocumented migrants who may fall through the cracks. Wits University has added their voice to the call and to find out why this is important, we are joined on the line by Joe Vire, who's the director uh, at the African Center for Migration and Society at Wits University. Joe, good morning and thank you for joining us. Morning, thanks. So why is it so important that South Africa's health department um, follows the international guidelines when it comes to vaccination and uh, inclusiveness? Um, so I think what's really important is to acknowledge that this is about um, basic public health programming. For a vaccination program to succeed, we need to ensure we don't leave anyone behind. We know that we're going to need to vaccinate around 70% of the population to achieve what's known as population immunity. And there are some questions and concerns around the Delta, vac- uh, the Delta variant, perhaps meaning that might need to be higher. So so the main issue here is we can't leave anyone behind. The second issue is that this is a, you know, and I think this is really important to emphasize, this isn't something that only affects um, non-citizens. It also affects South African citizens who, for a range of reasons, may not be documented, might not have identity books. So we need to make sure that there's an administrative system that can enable everyone to safely register and access a vaccine. Before we even get to the COVID-19 vaccine, if those who are undocumented in South Africa and are migrants or are under the, you know, asylum seekers, um, you know, how do they get basic health care if they're in this country without documentation? So we need to think, as you say, pre-COVID, um, and we know that there have been various challenges experienced by different different. Um, non-citizen groups. It's important to emphasize that um, asylum seekers and refugees um, have the same access to healthcare as South African citizens um, and for higher levels of care they're means tested in the same way. Everyone in the country has the right to access emergency treatment um, and also to access free services for all pregnant lactating women and children under six. For undocumented migrants from the SADC region Um, they should also be means tested and have the same access to care as South African citizens. Unfortunately, what we see is um, inconsistent um, application of the various directives and rules and regulations around this. And unfortunately, in in many contexts, we are aware that foreign nationals face challenges accessing care. We need to be really clear as well that the numbers of foreign migrants that are assumed to be in the country um, are far less than that, that assumption. And so we also see a Um, a tendency towards an unbalanced um, conversation around the need to ensure that everyone can access healthcare. Talking about the numbers, Joe, is it possible for you to give us sort of like some stats or numbers that you have in terms of how many migrants we have in South Africa? So the the best available estimates, which include um, estimates from Statistics South Africa, um, as well as um, doing uh, um, modelling on the basis of the World Bank's model, um, it's approximated that about 7% of the population is a foreign national. So this is actually a very small population. 
what we tend to see is that these individuals are um, more likely to be found in certain areas, maybe in border areas or in the, the center of cities. So when we think about these spaces, it's easy to assume that these are the same numbers of people um, who, are, who are found nationally. But there is an unequal distribution. So an urban center like the city of Johannesburg or Cape Town has a very different profile in terms of the numbers of um, non-citizens found there than in other parts of the country. Now, this 7%, does it include those who are in the country documented, those who are in the country undocumented um, and at times even illegally? So um, the, the estimates are based on everybody who is foreign born, regardless of documentation status. Um, and when we look at that in relation to other smaller scale cross-sectional surveys or smaller studies done in different places, this seems to match um, that, you know, we, we feel it's a good estimate of the number of foreign nationals. And as you say, that includes people with different documentation status. And I appreciate the way you framed it, um, which is some people are documented, some people are undocumented. Um, and that, that can lead to people being rendered um, undocumented due to challenges in accessing documentation. The fact that we do have a very restrictive Immigration Act, which can make it difficult for so-called lower skilled workers, um, cross-border traders, for example, uh, construction workers, farm workers, to access the documents um, that, are, that remain valid for the time they're in the country. We know there are backlogs at home affairs, and these backlogs are also what is affecting citizens in terms of access to, to their own identity documents as well. All our A-team and listeners, please join in on this conversation. We are talking about, um, you know, undocumented migrants and their right to have the access to a COVID-19 vaccination program if they're in South Africa, making sure that this program is inclusive for those who choose to vaccinate, for those who see the importance of vaccinating, um, to have the right to be able to vaccinate despite the fact of not having, um, you know, documentation for whatever reason, but if they find themselves in this country. We are talking to Joe Very, who is a director at uh, the Wits University African Center for Migration and Society. You can dial in on 011-714-2006. Give us your thoughts. You can also SMS on 41391 or WhatsApp 0614104107. Joe, you, you were speaking about, um, you know, before, pre-COVID-19. Here we are now. COVID-19 is the major issue. If we were having in our healthcare system such, um, you know, pushbacks for those who are undocumented and our migrants in our country, how do we think or how do we foresee that with COVID-19 there will be inclusion, um, you know, for those who are undocumented and are migrants in our country? Unfortunately, we haven't seen um, a change in terms of during the COVID time, we know that um, people, well, we know that citizens also face challenges accessing um, the public healthcare system for a range of reasons. But what we see is foreign nationals tend to face additional challenges in terms of language, in terms of confusion around documentation, um, and unfortunately, sometimes in terms of the ways that they might be treated by, by frontline staff, including receptionists and clerks, um, as well as healthcare providers. And what I think COVID has done um, in the way that we've seen for a range of other issues is it's amplified these challenges. It's made these challenges even more visible. And it really does show that in the context of a pandemic where we need, we absolutely require an inclusive response. Um, people involved in delivering responses to a pandemic know we cannot leave anyone behind for any reason. 
And I think COVID is amplifying and making it ever more clear that the challenges this population group face um, are, are impacting everyone, not only their own individual health, but the health of everybody in the country. So here's a, a WhatsApp that says, actually, they should be vaccinated, but their countries must foot the bill. What are your thoughts on this, Joe? Um, I mean, it's an interesting proposition. I think we need to be very clear that the cost of vaccinating individuals is not the barrier here. Um, we, we have a supply that is slow, um, and we're aware of that, but where there are people who are currently able to access vaccines and want to access vaccines, we need to make sure that's feasible. And um, there have been, you know, different thoughts around cost sharing more broadly beyond simply thinking about COVID and vaccines, but we haven't made progress around those issues. And I think that as a region at the static level, some of these conversations have been stalled over the past few years. And I, I do wonder whether the pandemic is providing a renewed um, attempt, a renewed opportunity for re-engaging with some of these absolutely key basic public health principles of inclusion. Let me go to the lines. I've got Patrick, who's in Fishhook. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. Yes, go ahead um, with your comment. Yes, my comment is that I feel that... Um, Conversations like this one draw unnecessary negative attention to foreign nationals. How so, Patrick? Because I feel that they must be treated like any other citizen. And in fact, the president is on record that every single person within the borders of South Africa, legal or illegal, must be vaccinated. The president said it very clear. But Patrick, when registering, uh, going online and trying to register to be vaccinated, you are required to show some sort of identification. Now, what happens to those migrants who are in this country who don't have documentation? They won't be able to get that opportunity. So that's what we are trying to address here, so that they are also uh, included in this particular um, vaccination program. No, no, no. It's actually not true because when I registered, the, 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 the... website wanted from me an id or a passport and luckily you have it patrick but we are saying other migrants do not have the documentation perhaps you've missed the conversation altogether there are people who are in this country who are undocumented for some reason or another and some of those reasons could be home affairs issues um some of those even uh, joe mentioned there are even south africans who don't even have birth certificates who are in south africa so they're undocumented so we are trying to find ways to make sure that everyone documented or not documented south african or not south african if you are based in south africa you are also included in the program we are not excluding anyone here okay yeah I'm, i'm sure we're on the same wavelength patrick unless you still wanted to say something further yeah in terms of maybe i'm in a community and where our church is mostly uh, um, sometimes illegal immigrants and in our church mostly come from malawi but i have not seen one person that in our clinic whether he has documents or not who has been turned away at our clinic i don't know maybe other places are different but in Masipumelele, all these illegal and undocumented people are serviced equally. Well, that's excellent. Thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, Majorzi, who's in Standerton, good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Strong. How are you, Majorzi? I'm good, ma'am. 
Excellent. I, I just need clarity from your guest today. Uguti, how does an illegal immigrant or an undocumented person enter South Africa illegally and then start to have rights within South Africa, whereas they entered illegally, like the right to, the, to access of the vaccine? How does that work? When they break a law coming into the country, but once within the borders of the country, and then they start to have rights. All right. Majosi, I'm sure that Joe has heard your question, but I, I've got a question for you. Yes, are our rights because of legalities or our rights because we are humans? What comes first to you? The rule of the law comes first, man. So if <laughs> the rule of the law comes first and human humanness means nothing. It means it means a lot, ma'am, but there, we cannot live without the rules. The rules of the country must come first. Not humanity when we have laws within the country. We follow the laws of the country as humans. Because if you are saying humanity must come first, meaning we can scrap the laws and work on Ubuntu and forget about the laws. Well, I was just asking a question. Thanks, Majorzi. Let's allow uh, Joe to respond. Joe, please do respond to Majorzi and maybe even give a comment to our first caller. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I think that it's important. Patrick, um, also, thank you for sharing... Um, the experience of the, the clinic that you're referring to. I mean, we do see spaces across the country where services are delivered in an inclusive way that uphold um, the rights that individuals have under the law. It's just unfortunately there are many cases where that isn't um, isn't what we see and it isn't the experiences of foreign nationals. We need to, I think, also be really careful here. An individual, a person, cannot be illegal, right? As a person, you can't be illegal. What we can talk about is somebody not having the documents um, that the current legislative framework requires somebody to have in a country. The second thing is there's also an assumption, I think, that, that people present this idea that people are moving across the border in ways that people refer to as illegal, illegal or irregular, um, and they're doing this very deliberately and that it's leading to a large population of people without documents. We need to think about two things. One, many people come into the country through legal regulated routes where they cross through border points, border posts, um, and they have valid documents. What unfortunately happens is that because of the challenges faced in renewing those documents, um, individuals can be rendered undocumented. So not through their own choice. Um, This is something we need to be very clear about. The majority of people want to be documented. People want to be able to safely access their rights in the country. They want to be able to access, for example, a vaccination. So we need to recognize that this is a big challenge. And the ways in which our, our um, the backlog at the Department of Home Affairs, for example, means that people who are in the asylum seeker system, um, we know that we have a backlog of about 180,000 applications pre-COVID. We're now going to be adding on to that the number of people whose documents have expired during lockdown who are going to need to have their documents renewed. So these are the issues we need to be thinking about, the more structural issues. We need to be thinking about why it is that people end up without documents, again, including South Africans. But right now, the acute issue is for everyone, including within the ambit of, of legal frameworks, Um, as your final caller was speaking about, is to make sure everyone can be vaccinated. We know that a public health response requires everyone to be included. We know how important this is, whether we're talking about tuberculosis, we're talking about malaria, even talking about HIV. 
if we leave anyone behind, we're leaving everybody behind. And in a country that is so reliant um, on various forms of migrant labor historically and both today, the levels of movement within the, within the region and the levels of movement within the country, we need to ensure that our systems are going to guarantee that everybody who would like to access a vaccine can. As we see, higher, um, as we see um, experiences being documented around levels of what we call vaccine hesitancy, which is where people are concerned about taking a vaccine. So we need to do a lot more community outreach work to assure people of the importance and the safety of having vaccines. And in the meantime, everybody who wants a vaccination, we need to ensure they can access that, whether you are documented, undocumented, South African or otherwise. Let's take a, a bit of a break. We'll go to the news headlines. I'd like you to please stay with us, Joe, because we still have uh, some of our A-Team listeners on the line and they want to contribute to the topic. Stay on top of all meaningful, top-trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. It's 32 minutes after 11. We're in conversation with Joe Vary, who is a director at Wits University's African Center for Migration and Society. We're talking about uh, human rights here. We're talking about lives of people. And we are saying, how can we make sure that we follow international guidelines by ensuring that the COVID-19 vaccination program is inclusive of people who are documented and undocumented in South Africa, migrants or South Africans? I'm going to go to the lines. Anonymous in Rustenburg, you've been patient. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia, and all eight months. Happy birthday to my brother, Lebu. Thank you. He's smiling. He's happy. <laughs> you, yeah, Patricia. You know, the problem is uh, Dr. Selim Kise, the Minister of Health, who is now on suspension, mm-hmm. he said the vaccination, the vaccines are not for foreign nationals. Remember that. And the president said, Ramaphosa said, it's for everyone. He was just trying to rectify, but Mr. Mkise initially made those remarks, said it's not for foreign nationals or undocumented foreign migrants. So it's now like a trip for, for, for the government to say for everyone or for... I don't think they will vaccinate those people because it's like a trip. They want to deport them or they want, they're planning something. You get what I'm saying? I Mr. hear you. Was, Minister Mkise was not supposed to say so at the beginning. So now it's like... I, I think the government is not going to achieve that age immunity because all those people, they're not going to show up for the vaccines because it's like a trip. They want to arrest them and deport them. You get what I'm saying? Hmm. Minister Mkise made a mistake. And then now for the government to achieve the aid immunity, it will be difficult. Because those people that still are living among other people. Mm. Thanks, Anonymous. So, yeah, yeah, I heard you. He made, made a mistake, a very big mistake. I, I'm sure that the reason also why he's now suspended. Okay, Anonymous, thank you. I'm going to Ifram in Limbobo. Ifram, I'm sure it's the second okay, time we're speaking this morning. I'm going to Ifram in Limbobo. <gasps> oh, Ifram, what are you doing to my ears? They're so fragile. What are you doing to the A-teamers? Sorry, man, Patricia. Are you here now? I've been here, Ifram. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> All right. Okay, sorry, man. Um, because uh, I'm, I was always uh, just, uh, always I'm on the road and then I'm just trying to I know it's Listen fine. To you over the radio. It's okay. It's can... okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, what's your take? Okay. Uh, in my case, uh, there is something here, man. Uh, when I was registering, uh, that immediately on the 19th, when they said uh, the age group uh, 
less than 50, below 50, and uh, say five. I was I was within that uh, uh, range. And then uh, when I was, I mean, the member, and then uh, when I was checking the Capricorn district. Hello? Yes, we are with you. Hello? Yes, we are with you, Ephraim. Go ahead. All right. Capricorn district, this is where I'm falling. Uh, it was not there on the on the system. It was only Waterbeck and the other areas. Zanian, uh, uh, this is Mobani. But Capricorn was not there. Then I could think I should use the nearest, which it was Waterbeck. And then when I used Waterbeck, but they said the, the preferred hospital, then I mentioned Bologuan. And then the, and, and the street, they said, I said, Bolo Hospital Street, which is Bologuane Hospital Street. Now I've got an SMS saying I must go to Warambad. Warambad is like 250 kilos uh, away from uh, Bologuane. Then how am I going to get there? Sure, Ephraim. And f- I, I don't know if um, Joe can comment on this, but... Um, yeah, but, but um, we need uh, a, a solution here. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, and, then, and then again, why... I'm just this suggestion. Why they don't uh, bring the vaccine? Maybe the people must just go to the companies. Maybe even the people that... Remember, in companies, we do have people who are responsible for the health matters, what, 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 what. What they don't teach these people so that they can vaccinate and then company to companies. Right. Then we, we will be uh, 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 getting to the number. Mm, thank you very much, Ephraim. I'm going to Sledge in Pretoria. Sledge, good morning. Good morning. Morning, Sledge. What's your comment? Um, I might not be so audible because I'm driving on N1. We can hear um, you, Sledge. Yes. Look. The, the government itself has been condemning the fact that there's lots of people coming from other countries through the border in, in an illegal kind of manner without having documentation and stuff like that. But the very same government, where these people are here in the country illegally, they want to entertain them by, by giving the vaccination to these people. So who is this government fooling? Because if I'm at your house, if I'm at your house, uh, by means of uh, being there illegally without you knowing that I am going to at your house. You cannot just welcome me by entertaining me in the, 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 those kinds of things. Even if uh, you go to, uh, to other countries, I don't think this is how the things should be done because who will not want to come to South Africa? Because if you're in South Africa, obviously you will be in the you'll get all the benefits that South Africans are getting, whether you're illegal or you're not, uh, you're not uh, illegal. So I condemn the fact that the government itself wants to, wants to vaccinate these people for free. Those who've got documents will understand if it can be said to them, they must pay a certain portion of amount, even if it's a small amount. Those who don't have any kind of documentation. Look, for example, the, the streets are full of people coming from other countries, coming to open up uh, the saloons. Who cannot cut his own head yet? Who cannot cut his own? Who said we're running short of skills? And in, in actual fact, is that a tough skill to cut somebody's head? Because most of them, they come here and open up some uh, barber shops and stuff like that. And if we cannot, I'm not saying they mustn't come, but wherever, whenever you go to any other country, you go to provide with skills, which is something that 
that particular country cannot really provide. You understand what I mean? So I really just feel that the government is trying to fool us by saying no. These are also uh, uh, the African. All right. Thanks, Ledge. Uh, we've heard your point. Please drive safely. I hope you are on a hands-free uh, kit instead of your actual phone while you're driving. Lefoko in Northwest, uh, let's uh, get your comment. Hi. Um, you know, ma'am, sometimes these topics, they, they depress me as a South African, especially the the guest you have there. You know, this is unfair to us South African citizens. The money that has bought all these vaccines are our tech money, right? You're supposed to be in this country if you have a certain skill. You have to be a specialist of some sort. In South Africa, anybody and everybody is here. In China, when I had to go to a public hospital, a public hospital, as a foreigner, you pay. Foreigners in this country, they do not pay for public uh, 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 hospitalization they do not pay for public schools what are we doing you and especially the media ma'am, and you know what actually i shouldn't say the media so a lot of people in the media are perpetuating this illegality that we as south africans already we cannot take care of our own but we should take care of others who are not from south africa my partner is currently in zambia in zambia every time she goes anywhere she's asked to show uh, 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 identification. She cannot do anything that the public, that the Zambians, they can do easily like they can do here. But now, you know, Lefoko, I'm, I'm very also disappointed that you are veering from the topic. You are, you are veering here. We want to achieve herd immunity when it comes to vaccinations. According to Joe, about 7% of our population is foreign nationals, and of which some are undocumented. Some are documented, yeah. but some are undocumented. Right. The topic at hand is... What do you think should be done? Should we not be inclusive? Other countries are doing it. No, Other countries are vaccinating people. So we, we, we can run the risk of not having herd immunity no, we because people are undocumented. No, we shouldn't, ma'am. Okay. This is, we shouldn't because it, it, you, for you to, this is a time for South Africans, the South African government to say, all you people who are from other countries, go home, go get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated or you go home to get vaccinated, then you will not be allowed back into the country. They, oh. they shouldn't be vaccinated at all. It's unfair on us. It's our tax money, ma'am. It's our tax money. I hear you loud and clearly, Lefoko. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Let me go to Joe as we wrap up our discussion. Joe, you've heard from our A-team listeners and uh, the views are varying, uh, but yeah, a lot are sentimental around this particular topic. Joe, are you still there? It seems we've lost Joe. Joe, oh, are no, you there? I'm here. Okay, excellent. I'm here. Yeah. Um, thank you. And I, I think what's really important, as you, as you were rightly saying, is that today the conversation is about thinking about how we attain what is known as population immunity. If we don't attain population immunity, we're not going to get a grasp on COVID. We're going to see new variants emerge. We're going to spend longer and longer having to go through different forms of lockdown. More and more lives are going to be lost. So what we need to do is we need to step back and we need to acknowledge that for all of us to become safe, we need everybody to be vaccinated. So that's the first point. This isn't the time for some of these other conversations. This is now the time for ensuring we can get people vaccinated and that we can do so safely. 
part of this is if we think about globally the challenges that different parts of the world have faced in accessing vaccinations. People have referred to this as vaccine nationalism. Some have referred to it as vaccine apartheid. And what we need to be certain is that as South Africa, we are not then repeating and duplicating that approach at the national level. We cannot leave people behind. Um, and this, this I, cannot, I cannot emphasize sufficiently. Um, it's the moment that for your vaccine to benefit you, for my vaccine to benefit me, I need to make sure everybody around me is also vaccinated. Otherwise, we're not going to break the, the transmission of something that we know is highly transmissible. So this, this is really key. And then another point linked to this and around cost um, is that there's an assumption somehow that, that foreign nationals are here to take. Um, we don't see that. We see very clearly that regardless of documentation status, people are contributing to the fiscus either through employing um, other, far, other South African citizens through um, spending money in the country, they're all contributing. What's really important as well is there's this myth that somehow foreign nationals access everything for free, and we need to really address that. South African citizens have the right to access public health care free of charge, but for higher levels of care, everybody is means tested to determine what co-payment they must pay. And that is no different for foreign nationals. So I really want to emphasize that, that foreign nationals in South Africa receive no preferential treatment, regardless of, of, of um, what, what, what status they hold. So that's really, really important, is to, is to recognize that, that this is the case. The second thing is that other countries um, neighboring us have vaccination rollouts. And we know that Zimbabwe was actually rolling out vaccines ahead of South Africa. And um, this idea that people are traveling to access vaccines, we have no evidence of. Um, we, we know that um, the number of people crossing into South Africa reduced dramatically during, um, during the lockdown period. And we know that that has created many problems for different family structures, for different work, different employment sectors, um, particularly thinking about those that are dependent on, on migrant labor. So I, I think we have to be very careful um, thinking about what, what conversation we're having today. And I would argue strongly that for anybody who is wanting to vaccinate because they believe in the importance of a vaccination, they must also understand the importance of vaccinating everybody. Otherwise, your vaccine isn't going to provide you with the protection that it should be. I'd like to thank you for joining us, Joe, and uh, hopefully we'll have an update um, as to what the Acting Minister of Health, uh, Mamalok Okubai, is going to do around this undocumented migrants' COVID-19 inclusion, uh, inclusiveness in the vaccine program. Thank you, Joe.